step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello everyone, this is Robert at English360 and today we're talking about our fascination with lost cultures. Lost civilizations, lost cities, lost villages lost people, lost bones, lost whatever. So why is it that we are so fascinated by these things? Apparently according to the BBC there is a reason for all this. So I'll be reading from an article which talks about the reasons why we are so fascinated by all of this. So the enduring allure of lost cities which means the lasting attraction that we never lose for lost cities. Tales of mysterious ruins have long enchanted travelers from afar. But these stories may hide something even more fascinating and adverse. Hmm, who knows what that is? So according to the BBC, we are attracted to the tales of mysterious ruins and it attracts people from far away to come and, you know, visit these places. So this article is written by Jen Rose Smith. So late afternoon sun cast long shadows across hundreds of stone faces carved into Bayon temple as I scrambled deeper into to the 12th century shrine at the heart of Cambodia's sprawling Angkor site. The trippy portraits swelled from towers and walls each one with plump lips curved into an unnerving smile. So apparently these statues are smiling and there are stone statues of course. It was my first day at Angkor and I knew little of the city's history then but wandering through temple after temple I slipped easily into imaginative reverie which means imagination basically an explosion of imagination. Throngs of worshippers carried bright offerings Chisels rang out as artisans created the exquisite masterpiece around me. While grandiose kings paraded through wide avenues linked with statuary. For the very reasons that somewhere no longer exist, it can be transformed into the ideal city, the city of one's dreams, wrote Aud de Tocqueville in her 2014 book Atlas of Lost Cities a travel guide to abandoned and forsaken destinations. The lost city is thus poetry, dream world and setting for our passions and meanderings. So meanderings mean when your mind goes off on a tangent and starts um, thinking about this, that and the other. That's meandering. Indeed, lost and abandoned places have a powerful pull on the imagination. They are catnip for avid travellers, inspiring a sense of adventure that's fueled grand expeditions and tall tales. So if you're wondering what catnip is, catnip is um, it's, it's a kind of plant of the mint family with downy leaves, purple spotted white flowers and a pungent smell of attraction to cats. So it's like a catnip for avid travellers meaning it attracts travellers like catnip attract cats. 
We see our lives reflected in the stones, imagine our intimate dramas against their romantic, crumbling backdrops. And if a pall of disaster hangs over many lost cities, even that is softened by passing time. Pall is a um, cloth that covers a coffin. When a person is dead, they are put inside a box which is called a coffin and then you cover it with a cloth which is called pool. For probably thousands of years people have been telling adventure stories about dramatic lands beyond our borders, stories about ancient civilizations. Said Annalee Newitz, author of Four Cities, A Secret History of the Urban Age. Her books hops continents and millennia, offering four ancient sites as object lessons in urban life. Cambodia's Angkor, the Native American's cosmopolis of Cahokia, Roman Pompeii and Neolithic Cataloyuk in modern-day Turkey. While yarns about lost cities make compelling travel tales, Newitz argues that those narratives too often obscure the real stories behind humanity's most magnificent places. That happened at Angkor where I'd spent sunny afternoons amid the ruins. Newitz explains that the city was actually inhabited when French explorer Henri Mahou arrived there in 1860. Indeed, had never fully been abandoned. But the visitor couldn't imagine Cambodian forebears were capable of such grandeur. At first view, one is filled with profound admiration and cannot but ask what has become of this powerful race, so civilized, so enlightened, the author of these gigantic works. Mahut wrote of the sprawling jungle site. He speculated that Angkor was built by ancient Greeks or Egyptians. In France, Newitz explains his visit was hailed as a discovery. Lost cities became so popular in the modern era, starting in the 19th century or the 18th century, because they were really good ways of disguising colonialism. Newitz said, to say, this is not a civilization that's doing well on its own, and the evidence we can see from this is that they have fallen away from some great mysterious past. Finding lost cities and civilizations was an obsession for some European explorers and colonizers. Their frenzy was fueled in part by a quest for history's most famous lost city, the island nation of Atlantis, which first appeared in Plato's writing. His fictional Atlantis thrived before moral decline brought divine punishment. The philosopher's contemporaries would have recognized the story as an allegory, said ancient historian Greg Wolf, author of The Life and Death of Ancient Cities, A Natural History. Telling a myth to illustrate some greater truth was widely understood, Wolf said. I don't think that anyone seriously believed Atlantis existed. It was a convenient myth. When Plato's writing about Atlantis was distributed in modern translation, however, it found a more credulous audience. People were reading this at exactly the same time as people are founding colonies in the New World, explained classicist Edith Hall in a recent interview with BBC History Extra podcast. Misunderstanding Plato's work, many read the allegorical tale literally, Hall said. It blew their mind. 
everyone said it has to be in America. When those European settlers encountered native civilizations, Newitt writes, they grappled for connections to a mysterious past, often conveniently ignoring very real contemporary people. That's what happened in Cahokia, an ancient metropolis located near the modern-day city of St. Louis. Towering eastern mounds rivaled the Egyptian pyramids in height, and at Cahokia's peak in 1050, the city was bigger than Paris. Europeans newcomers would find it hard to take in. Travelers and adventurers would tell themselves all kinds of crazy stories, like it must have been ancient Egyptians who came here to build these, Newitt said. It was a myth that served to justify stealing native lands widely described as empty, she explained. Meanwhile, as in Angkor, the descendant of Cahokia's builder were dismissed as incapable of such projects. Tales of lost cities can hide other truths too, Newitt writes, such as the ways ancient people reinvented themselves when they left a place behind. Disaster and collapse are often presented as the end of the story, but in Pompeii and Cataloyuk, Newitz finds the glimmer of new beginnings amid social upheavals. After superheated volcanic gas turned Pompeii into a graveyard in 79 AD, traumatized Pompeians at once began rebuilding their new lives in nearby Naples and Cumae. I think it's pronounced Cumae. Citing the work of classicist Stephen Tuck, Newitz relates that many refugees known to historians had names that marked them as liberty, freed slaves. While Roman naming conventions were often conservative, keeping the same names generations after generations, Tuck observed an interesting pattern among Pompeian refugee families. Shedding their old liberty names, some opted to call their children after the new places they arrived in, such as the busy harbour town of Putoli. There, some newly arrived families named their sons Putolanus. It's like moving to London from a refugee camp and calling your kid the Londoner, Tuck explains to me via email. The relocation gave them this opportunity and they took it in. And in the declining cities themselves, Newitt presents relatable people, vivid with agency, not ancients, held at whim of history. That's what she sees in the remains of Cataloyuk, a Neolithic settlement that flourished 9,000 years ago in the Konya Plain in central Turkey. Homes there are pressed together like cells in a honeycomb, she wrote in her book with paths veering over rooftops and enterways dropping through ceilings. Warm evenings would find residents gathered on their roofs making meals and crafts together. But for all the creative ferment of city life, it's a trade-off. Over time, it just got harder to stay in catalogue. The climate became less favourable and social tensions grew. While many stories about lost cities seem fuzzy and mythical, news pictures the abandonment of places like Ketelewik as a result of a well-reasoned process. Over time, the people of Ketelewik simply chose to return to more rural places, a process familiar to any city dweller today who has wistfully scrolled through real estate listings conjuring country life. 
we're going to look for a better place and try it again. Try a new experiment. Try to build differently, to live differently, Newitt said, evoking conversations that, that may have taken place around Neolithic herds. Families departed one by one until finally Catalewic was empty. But when inhabitants left, each took what mattered most to them. Art, ideas and material culture radiated across Konya plains as family made new lives away from the dense settlement. While Cahokia and many other cities may be abandoned, in an important sense they are not lost to us all. We still have all these cultural memories of where we've been, Newitz said. It's continuity all the way down. So here the article ends and um, it really is fascinating how how we are interested in ancient cultures and how we classify certain civilizations according to their achievements in terms of architecture. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Remember to go onto our website which is english360.brtschool.co.uk where you can find several courses that you can do which are free and there are two courses for the IELTS and the first certificate exam. So if you're interested in those courses, by all means, visit that website because the first few lessons are free and often we have offers as well. So that's it for now. Take care and see you in the next one. Peace. guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.